Hopefully, we've got Jeff Perlman here on the show. Jeff, are you there? I am. How are you doing, buddy? Uh, I just got back from the supermarket. It was my first time shopping with a mask on, so that was interesting. And how was that experience? I looked like I was going to hold up a bank. I was wearing a bandana, and I had a hoodie on, and I looked pretty pretty tough. <laughs> it was weird. 80% of the supermarket probably uh, wearing masks of one sort or another. I feel like I feel tougher in a mask. I think after this, I'm just going to stick with the mask. I, I, I was looking for a uh, an N95 mask that looks like the Bane mask the other day, because that's the kind of thing you do when yeah. you have nothing but time on your hands. I didn't find one anyway. but um, Yeah, I just wore a traditional bandana, and um, I, kinda, I don't know, usually I'm like a nerdy reporter, and all of a sudden I became like Clint Eastwood. 77. Yeah, I it was a good that's definitely very B.A. Um, so I have to say, now that I have you on the show, and this is a radio show nationally, so I'll say it's like a little PSA. I was at the grocery store the other day myself, and there are people who are not taking the social distancing thing serious. Like, this lady is like right on my butt, like trying to sneak up and grab a Snickers, and I'm like, what is, like, respect the boundaries. That's my PSA to everyone out there. This is real, and even if it's not real, yep. uh, I think it's real, so stay away from me. That's that's the PSA. Um so I, yeah, I, I had agree. you on the on the show here. Make sure everyone follows you. It's it's at Jeff Perlman on Twitter, right? Mm-hmm. Correct. You are a fantastic follow. Um, we're we're gonna steer a little clear of our our uh, our political side of things on this, but I do want to get your kind of thoughts around how the coverage of not just Corona but just the environment we're in. It's a, it's a weird kind of place, and as a person who. I think you have a very unique and very honest, uh, sometimes maybe being called too honest, opinion of what goes on around us yep. in the world we live in. And I would just love to have your perspective on what it's like. Like, what do you what do you see in the world right now? Because it's I, I don't I'm speechless. Now, are you talking about news coverage or general, general Honestly, weirdness in society? Honestly, I'm, I'm afraid to even hone in on one thing. I'm not even sure. I think for me, there, there's like twofold. There's the news coverage, which... Uh, I wrote this piece that I posted today that is not very, it's not super deep. It's just sort of my observation, which is essentially that it's not that there's necessarily bad coverage as much as it is people are not doing any research. They're not interested in learning more about it. They don't click on anything to learn in depth uh, what's going on. They're just like, oh, headline, 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 and then Trump stuff. Yeah. Um I'll tell you this, uh, about a week and a half ago, my mom sent me something. She forwarded me something that she saw. Someone had forwarded her, and someone had forwarded that person, and on and on. And it was 10 steps to avoid getting coronavirus. And my mom is an educated woman. She's smart. She's lovely. I Googled it. I Googled part of the passage. It took me eight seconds, eight seconds, truly, to realize it was not true. It was just someone made this up and blah, blah, blah. And I said to my mom, why? Why did you forward this to me? It's not, it's not true. It took me eight seconds. And she's like, well, it looked like it could be helpful. And I was like, what the heck is that? Like, what? And that to me is, my, my main news sources these days, in this day and age, has been the, a three. The Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, and the New York Times. Yep. And a solid three, you about those historically. Three, they all, yeah, and they all, and they all have div- diverse opinion pages. So opinion-wise, you go to the Wall Street Journal, you get conservative take, Washington Post. New York Times, more liberal, some conservative. Wall Street Journal, some liberal, mostly conservative. And I, I'm just sick and tired of people saying, you can't read that because it's blah, blah, blah. The news portions of those three newspapers is exemplary. The news portions. I don't care if you don't like their opinion pieces. Yeah. The news portions are great, and that's what we should be. And I'm tired of people in this day and age, to be honest, 
going to news outlets to have their opinions reinforced. That is what we have done more than wrong more than anything. Is this? It's not fake news if um, if it's based on facts and if it's medical coverage and blah blah blah. And I just it's driving me crazy to be honest. I, so I want to I want okay. So this is a topic that I was trying to write about, and I want to. I'm self admitting right here. I. I'm not saying I'm fake news. I'm not fake news, but I'm not a journalist. I'm not news. I'm giving you my opinion on what I see. I'm probably wrong. I don't know. I think that the more I try to get into these debates with people about the whole, and it's not even about fake news. It's just like news, like just media news, just real information. The more I get into debates with people, the more I realize that I'm arguing about the wrong thing. And I think people don't understand what journalism is. They don't understand what goes into it. And the difference between me blogging and podcasting and someone out there doing real coverage. So what I want to do is you're a person who's written a lot of books. You've written very big, deep books, uh, very successfully, very, very tremendous. That's my, I had to get my joke out. Um, it was, it was eating me alive. I had to go into, into the mode. Um, can you share with the audience the kind of work that goes into the research that you do? before you do something, before you publish? Because I think people don't understand that. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, for a book, I interview, you know, three, four, five hundred people. You go through, like, I'm working on a book now, and I, um, I'm basically spending my days going through newspaper archives day by day by day by day, searching just for the subject. The subject name, August 1st, 1992, August 2nd, 1992, and building a library that'll probably end up being about, like, my, I have a book coming out later this year about the, uh, the uh, it's a sports book about the Shaquille O'Neal, Kobe Bryant, Laker dynasty from 96 to 04. And I ended up, I'm in the bad habits to like print out everything I have and go through it with a pen. Um, and I ended up printing out about 10,000 pages of notes. And it's just, I hate, again, I can't stand when people take this blanket statement of quote unquote fake news when so many of these reporters just bust their rears researching, digging, making calls, making more calls, making more calls, and a dismissive wave of fake news. And I'm, I'm talking, I don't care if it's the Journal or the New York Times or Fox News covering news or yeah, CNN covering news. It's like, not about the, the side. Majority, no, the vast majority of journalists out there, I'm not talking about opinion writers, I'm talking about right. reporters. The vast majority of reporters, their number one goal is to get it right and to be accurate and to be detailed. And I can say that from having 23 years of experience in media the vast majority of us want to get it right and work our butts off to make sure we do get it right. I, I totally, I think I'm on a mission right now to try to change people's perspective on when they say a journalist versus somebody on, on quote unquote meet because I have media credentials does not, I'm not a journalist. I haven't earned that, that right. I went to journalism school. I didn't become a journalist. And I think people are not understanding the difference between the talking head on TV, which by the way, they may have been a journalist in the past, but they're not mm-hmm. now. They're being paid for eyeballs. They're not being paid to report. And I think people have just sort of lost context around what is it, what is truly journalism, what is a journalist, what do they do? And I'm, I'm really hoping to change the narrative and, and share stories of people like you and, and, and other journalists and, and researchers who can say, this is what I do for a living. My job is not to decide the end. My job is to come up with as many facts as possible and give it to you. Yeah, I agree with that. I mean, the um, you could go, again, uh, Sean Hannity, Morning Joe, um, 
those are not journalism. That's entertainment. You can call it news entertainment if you want, but it's really entertainment and based off of news events. But, um, you know, journalism is the deep dive and the deep dig and the search. And, and I, um, the vast majority of us who are journalists, we don't want to be Sean Hannity or we don't want to be Joe Scarborough. Like we don't, I have no desire. When I have a book come out, I go or Rachel Maddow for that man. I need the book. Just to be fair, just say that again. Fair. Or Rachel Maddow or any of those others. Just to be fair. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Well, I'm saying Scarborough's on the left. Yeah. Or yeah, sure. Yeah. Any of the, I'm talking about. I'm literally. I just use Scarborough as an MSNBC example, yeah, so people yeah. wouldn't say, "Oh, you're only going." Yeah. yeah. Of course, they're they have a team of producers and they have a team of researchers and they have a team of people giving them information, but they're not doing the reporting. No. Um, and they have a team of writers to make sure that this is a story that it's fun. It's entertaining. Right. It's not right. just and facts. And, yeah, and that's totally fine. Like that's totally fine. Like that is a thing, and I guess mm-hmm. that's fine. But what what but people do make the the really annoying mistake of saying it's news or that they are news that they are uh, news producers and they are opinion producers based off of news. It's a huge, hugely different thing. And the, the vast majority of people who go after news, the vast majority of reporters, of diggers, of journalists. They're not looking to be famous. They're not looking to be, like, in my world, in sports, Stephen A. Smith, Skip Bayless, not journalists, entertainers. That's all they are. They're entertainers. They're not journalists. And when people say, all of you guys are the same, I'm always like, you guys? Like, I am not those guys. I'm a guy who just wants to write and report and dig and and extract information. So it's a huge difference. I'll take part of the check, though. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. I wouldn't mind a little Stephen A. money, to be honest. Um, Yeah. But so so speaking of that, I don't, do you nerd out at all about like the business side of media and the money on this? Is this something that's of interest to you? Sure. I so do. like so like this is an area that I think is this is a huge opportunity because stuff like this happens and people whether it's on purpose or they actually think about it, they start realizing that there are opportunities on the business side and they also the the audience starts to realize the opportunities to like get better knowledge, better information. And I can see already a movement of people, granted a little bit younger, um, beginning to be happy to pay for New York Times subscription, Wall Street Journal, uh, Washpo, which I pay for all three of those, um, because they want good information. I also see an opportunity for news, like real news outlets, real reporters, journalists, to create a new business model that is like, listen, you're paying for me like you would a musician, to hone my craft, to deliver to you pure, authentic information that is important to you, whatever that might be. Do you see opportunities coming, or do you? Because I, I see advertising going to the wayside in a lot of ways because these companies aren't going to spend the money, and it's how do we want to make money? And and I think there's a lot of opportunities. What do you see? Well, I I think there you could look at four business models that are working really well, and uh, you know despite the. The president saying that the failing New York Times and the failing Washington Post. New York Times is crushing or failing. No, they're yeah, they're they're doing great, and they so it. But to me, the four biggies right now: New York Times, Washington Post, Wall Street Journal, and on the sports side, the Athletic, yep. which is a subscription-based, no advertising model that's blowing up. And I do think the information decided, also. All right, we're going to hire that on the tech side. Yeah, we're going to hire great reporters. We're going to hire great. Um, great digital people, and we're going to make it a product that you're worth seeing. And the thing is, once you get enough enough uh, memes forward to you by your mother, yeah. I think you start realizing, I don't really want this. Like, I don't, the, the idiots on Facebook from your hometown who are posting, you know, 10 reasons, blah, blah, blah. Like, it's exhausting, and it's annoying, and it's crap. And yep. I do think 
when you compare and contrast it to the really good product out there, the really good. And I'm, I get, I'm a very liberal guy. I can't stand what CNN puts out. CNN is just trying to get you to click on stuff, the same as Fox News. Yeah. And, and, and when you see the real high-quality stuff, like the Post, the Times, the Journal, the Athletic, you really it, it, it draws me to them in a very real way. And I do agree with you. I think that is the model going forward. Uh, that that should work, and I, I think I totally, obviously agree with you. I think the where it needs to really ha- what has to happen, I think, is that people start and by people I mean like journalists need to start stepping up and saying, no, 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 I'm not Scott the podcaster. That's him. He's an entertainer, digital content creator. I'm not CNN. I'm not a TV ad driven model. I'm a journalist. Here's my credentials. Here's what I do. Um, I just think people don't understand that there are, are, are you know any industry you would auto, the auto industry. If I told you I sold cars, you would not assume that I know how to fix them. If I said I'm a auto repair guy, you wouldn't think that I own a Ford dealership. Like we just make the we lump everyone together in media, but we don't do that in other areas. And I think it's because the people in media don't talk about it. And you know, I think you're a fairly quantitative person. I'm a you know and qualitative, but I'm I'm a very qualitative. I look at like what people are doing and sort of like I make the emotional assumptions. And I when I wrote this piece, my whole thought process around it was. Uh, it really started with me scrolling through Facebook independently, scrolling through Twitter, scrolling through Instagram, LinkedIn, and then going to the news feed on Apple, and then going to the actual uh, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and so forth. And I noticed that Facebook was absolutely riddled with whatever weren't real, tons of random blog sites that I've never heard of in my life being quoted as fact, on both sides, by the way, uh, on Twitter... I noticed a lot more of actual websites, New York Times and, and so forth, uh, being cited, but with like very, um, you know, passionate, angry, almost uh, sort of slants that were being tweeted at. Like this is the angle, uh, which basically are just trying to affirm that whatever the headline was. Uh, LinkedIn was all just opinion posts. My friend said such and such, and then they got a Forbes Council publication and whatever garbage. The news app was feeding me things that were sort of positive, but really light and a couple days old. And when I went to New York Times, Wall Street Journal, and the Post, I did not feel anxiety. I did not feel a slant. I did not feel, other than the one that I expected to feel, um, I, I got real news and I felt like I learned something. All of these other ones had a visceral, stress-inducing feel. And I think people yeah. are wise to it if people start pointing at it and go, do you remember when you read, you went into the, the rabbit hole that was the Facebook feed yesterday and you felt like crap afterward? Do you want to do that again but without feeling like crap? Try reading an actual newspaper. That's, yeah, that's my thought. I, I think it feels a lot better to be informed than to be alarmed. And if you... Um, it if sure you does in a pandemic. Those, those, I'd like to know things. Yeah, of course. I just want to know. I just want to know facts. And I just want to know how to handle this, what we're doing, how to go about it. And um, I agree with you. I'm, I'm not getting that. The thing is, you mentioned Facebook versus Twitter. And it is very interesting. The thing about Facebook is, Facebook is the land of... The uh, the goobers from your hometown who yes. love Trump, hate Trump, hate Obama, love Obama, posting yeah. memes, blah 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 Extreme. blah blah. Ten reasons why they're not looking up. Yeah, it's for screaming. And um, Twitter, Twitter is a uh, you don't have all those people. I do agree with you. There's a lot of like there are links to news articles, real news articles with "Can you believe this crap?" Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's fake stuff too, but it's just it's different. And I think. Um, you know, for me on Twitter, 
I don't really read. Uh, I don't read the whole article there. I usually scroll to find things and then sort of pull it in my head, and then I go look them up later. You know, and no. Facebook. I think people are just confused. <laughs> like that's just. I I don't really know what else. I that's my hope. I don't know what else to say there. Um, thank you very much for yeah. for spending the time with us on this. I'd love to learn what are things that people should be looking out coming from you. <clears throat> Follow you stories, thoughts, any of that stuff. Uh, I have a. Uh... I mean, my website's my website's being rebuilt as we speak. But I have a uh, I have a book coming out in September. It's called Three Ring Circus about the Shaq Kobe Lakers. And uh, I have a pod. I actually do have a, a writing pod, journalism podcast called uh, Two Writers Singing Gang that you can find everywhere. So. Nice, very cool, awesome, Jeff. Thank you as always right, coming and uh, calling on the show. I appreciate it. All right, take care. All right, take care, Jeff. Thanks. All right, folks. Uh, yeah, I mean, check check out Jeff Perlman. He's awesome. I love following him. Rex Chapman's another one I love following if you don't. He is a basketball player turned Twitter phenomenon, not a journalist, not related, just somebody I think is interesting. Um, on my Twitter, you can find the Medium article I wrote, and and I am if you're interested in it. I just think it's a fascinating thing. We fight a lot about calling each other out on fake news and bad sources and bad leads and this, and, and really it's not a fight at all. It's do you understand what a journalist does versus a, a talking head versus someone like me? I'm neither. I'm not even a journalist. I'm not even a talking head. I am on this show. But usually, I just podcast. I create cool content that I think will entertain you and I hope inform you. But it's sort of like the commercials or the shows you see where people give you uh, you know, sage investing advice, which I do on this show. I'm just telling you what I see. I'm not recommending you. I'm not a financial advisor. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, we are going to take a commercial break. 